Okay, wait a minute. Is it two steps forward and one step back? Or is it one step forward and two steps back? The idea is basically the same though, right? You understand what I'm going for. You're making progress, you're moving forward in life, in your work, and something happens, maybe it's out of your control, sets you back, gets in the way, poses a serious challenge. Well, I think I've got an idea for this episode. Let's go. All right, here we are. Welcome to another episode of Sketch and Release, where I talk about different aspects of the creative process and maybe sometimes ramble on about other things too. Uh, every episode is about creating something new, send that out into the world, and let's see what happens with it. Now, this episode, I do wanna talk about something that's probably more personally relevant to me at this very moment. Setbacks. And setbacks in a larger sense. Setbacks meaning more than just a, a limitation like we talked about in previous episodes or just some kind of uh, simple challenge to overcome. Setbacks in, in the sense of a real circumstance that you found yourself in that's unpredictable, that's unpreventable, that you really have no control over. You, you would have no way to know to either avoid or to have a solution to work through it. Now, setbacks can come in all kinds of different forms and in different ways. And it can be in your creative work. It can be in your personal life. Um, for me in particular, especially right now, as I'm recording this uh, in 2021, um, it's very much in the sense of a health crisis. And something that is very, very relevant to me, means a lot to me, is I recently had a, a health scare uh, with my family, with my wife. Very serious, very urgent health issue. And I don't necessarily want to talk about her experience because that's something that we're still working through. And the idea is that we will find a way through it, things will get better, and we'll end up on the other side of it at some point. But what I can talk about is my own experience, because I had a, a similar health scare, health crisis, when I was young. And it was something that was unpredictable, impossible to know or to expect what happened to me. But it did. And I know that it personally changed how I viewed myself and my creativity and my capacity to be productive. So many things. You know, when you hit a setback in life like that, it can feel like nothing's working in your favor. Like nothing is going right. And that was an overwhelming sense of what happened to me personally. So uh, I'll tell you a little bit about this. Uh, I'll tell you that in 1998, when I was 22 years old, and this is a long time ago, but just keep this in mind, this helps with context. So I was 22 years old and I had some sort of episode one day. 
And I can tell you that I wasn't sure what it really was at the time. For, for certain, I, I wasn't sure what I was feeling, what I was dealing with. But I know that a couple of days later, I felt such extreme pain and discomfort, I went to the emergency room. Now, you know, that's, that's pretty serious. So I went to the emergency room thinking, I need to get checked out. I need to know what's going on, what's wrong with me. And as I did that, when I got to the ER, they told me, you have some sort of issue with your heart and very likely had some sort of heart attack. So now this goes back to me being 22 years old. And th that sort of thing just doesn't happen to people that age. Now, it was certainly my thinking, and that was, some, that was pretty much what the doctors concluded as well. They know that this is not common. So going through that experience of first being diagnosed as having a heart attack, and then having to deal with the fallout of that, of basically having to, having to change my life. Um, it was pretty severe. It was pretty extreme in the sense that I went from being just a, a young guy, young kid, just starting my professional career. I was working my first job and ended up finding myself in the hospital and with no real, uh, no real understanding of why, you know, I, I had no, I had no real reason, no, nothing that I could attribute it to of what had happened to me. So it really put me in a, in a little bit of a tailspin because I had to just kind of go on the I guess on the notion that well, just something was just inherently wrong with me. I was somehow just broken. I was defective. And, you know, who, anybody who's faced some sort of health crisis for certain, but even, you know, uh, something like professional crisis or, or something dealing with finances or relationships, big things that are, that are part of your everyday life, when that gets turned upside down, and you get lost in how to, how to work your way through it. You, you get lost in just trying to understand it. That can be a pretty, uh, pretty, sense of, a pretty debilitating sense of, um, of loss. And, you know, I didn't really recognize it at the time. You know, I was, I, I, maybe I was too young. Maybe I was just not... Uh, savvy enough or, or didn't have a real understanding of it. Maybe it was too immature. I don't know. But it really put me in, in a, a sort of a depressed, a depressed state. I don't want to say depression because I don't know. I'm, I wasn't clinically diagnosed with anything. I wasn't evaluated in that sense. But I do know that I, I was very, very much affected by it. It affected my mood. It affected my outlook. It affected my attitude and, and approach and relationship with others. Um, it affected my work ethic and my productivity, where I really thought, 
well, something's wrong with me. If I'm just broken, am I even able to really do a good job at what I do? And for some people, maybe some people handle it differently, but I know for me, maybe part of it was a a wounded pride. Maybe part of it was a genuine scare of my, or, or sense of my mortality. But I did know that at some point, something was going to have to break loose. Like I was either going to, I mean, I was really at the point where I was about to just hang it up. And I had just started working. I had just started my first career job in design and marketing. And this is the thing I went to school for. This is the thing I was eager to get into. And I was maybe two years into it or a year and a half, let's say. And I was ready to give it up. I was ready to just just throw it away and just start over doing something simple, something that wasn't, uh, that didn't require me to really think, I guess, you know? It didn't require me to try and exercise a skill that I, at that point, started to believe I didn't really have. So it was a, it was a, a major, major impact on me and my approach to my work and my approach to being creative. And a setback like that, you know, it's, uh, it's something that I look back on now and I understand maybe because I've matured. I mean, this was 20 something years ago. But I look back on it now and I think people have problems like this all the time. And maybe it's not necessarily that exact problem, but they have health issues, they have all kinds of personal issues in their life. And and then on top of that, even in your work. So you may have a project that you're working on that you're struggling with, or maybe you're actually making good progress on and you're feeling good and you're feeling the momentum and the energy is great. And something comes along and just ruins your, your, your vibe there. Now, and, and I say ruin your vibe, but I mean really puts you under. And it could be a matter of, um, you know, if you're working on a project with other people and those people back out or for whatever reason, your team doesn't work. And so you have to either backtrack, start over, or you have to go in a different direction. Um, Or, you know, in some cases, which has happened to me also, is your team goes away. You know, your company closes down. You lose a job. Um, That can be a a similar sort of painful uh, setback that can be hard to overcome. It can really hurt. In a, in a way. Um, and of course, it's not always personal. It's not always a matter of you're not good enough, but it's hard to not still feel that. So when you're faced with that kind of a setback, uh, just an overwhelming setback in your life and in your, your approach, how do you overcome that? How do you find a, a way to really keep it moving and keep it going forward? 
And that was the that was the learning lesson for me back in 1998, when all of a sudden at the age of 22, I was now a lifelong heart patient. I had to go to a cardiologist every six months or so. I had to do the whole heart patient routine, medication, change in diet, change in lifestyle, change in uh, activity level, all those things. I had to really change my life. And, it, and it, not that those are bad things. Those were good things that I had to change. But the reason behind them wasn't necessarily something I was happy with. But I'll tell you, um, the, the thing that did end up working in my benefit was at some point I went on a trip. And I didn't really understand it at the time. But this trip that I went on turned out to be a huge, uh, a huge boost to my confidence and my, I guess, awareness of, of like reality. Like I got, I started to get out of the funk that I was in and the, you know, the kind of hazy outlook that I had started to, to develop. I really started to see a little clearer. And it was a slow process. It took a little time, but I did come out the other side of it. And I came out with some new realizations about how I should approach my work and how I should approach other people and relationships and friendships and just in general life, how I, how I should approach life. And that wasn't a, uh, it wasn't always easy. Sometimes those changes were harder on me or harder on other people than I expected, but they were necessary. They were necessary for my own, for my own peace of mind, let's say. So when I think about now, how did I get through that? And how did I get through it? Not just like unscathed and just barely scoot by, but how did I really come out on the other side of that in a better way? I didn't know these things at the time, but I've learned them or I've started to understand them since then. But when you have a support system that is there for you, you know, sometimes that's not always uh, obvious that you have support around you. And sometimes it's a matter of not just recognizing it, but acknowledging it. And so I had family, I had coworkers, I had friends that understood what I was dealing with was incredibly serious. I mean, at, 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 at some point it was life-threatening. Now I got past that point pretty quickly but that doesn't mean, that didn't change the gravity of it. So when I started to see that other people were to recognize how serious my situation was and how they responded, whether it was personally, professionally, I, it really changed the way I approached other people and not just approach other people in terms of like relationships and friendships, but how I approached other people 
with my communication, with my, my ideas. And so I think a big part of finding your way through a setback, finding your way through something that's put you not on your heels, but just put you on your ass, just, put, just laid you out. How do you get back up from that? You know, the, the, the old saying, get back on the horse, right? I don't, I've never ridden a horse. I don't really understand what that means to literally do that. But I understand in general sense that you can't let those things get you down or keep you down. You'll take your bumps, you'll take your bruises in life, but if you're willing to, you can get back up and you can keep moving forward. And sometimes it's just a matter of finding that will to want to do that. And so that was a big part for me of uh, that stage in my life was not just, uh, not just moving forward, but wanting to move forward. And so when I did that, when I started to realize, like, you know, even if I don't understand what's going on with me and I don't understand what's wrong, I don't understand why this all happened to me, other people were still there for me. And not just because it was the nice thing to do. They were there because they cared and they were there because they were concerned. And so that was my big realization at that point was a support system can be it can make all the difference and so looking at it now i can tell other people i tell myself still to do this build your support system know who those people are and it can be friends it can be family it can be people you work with colleagues other professionals in your field, uh, other people that you just associate with in general. So, you know, friends of friends and neighbors, anybody. Because for me, at least, when I was in those low, low, low moments, anybody making a connection was a help. And I didn't really realize it at the time. It wasn't like I was craving it or it was like desperately needed it, I really kind of fought against it for the most part. But afterwards and down the road, I started to recognize just how important those people were and the things that they did were for me. And so having that, having any kind of support system is really important. And you know, part of having a good support system is having people that you can rely on. And when you're either working with people, networking, you know, have your friends around, your family, that doesn't mean all those people are going to be with you and they're going to be down to, to ride it out with you. So you, you do have to do a little bit of selective uh uh, assessment of who's going to be reliable in that kind of situation, who you can call, who you can lean on. And, you know, unfortunately, some people, they don't understand. 
and they won't get what you're dealing with because they have their own struggles probably, which is understandable. So knowing who you can rely on and maybe when you can rely on them to help you get through something, a major setback, that's always important too. And it's just good in general to know. And it's not who you can trust, but it's just who you can rely on, who you can know. If you need something, you can call them. They'll answer. They'll respond. They'll be there when you need them. To know who those people are is more helpful than I think most people realize. You know, especially if you're in a t if you're in a bind, if you're in a tough situation, having somebody there that can really maybe they can't help you like get directly out of the thing that you're in, the bind that you're in, but maybe they can help you see a little clearer, see your way towards a solution. You know, they they may not be the solution, but maybe they can point you in the right direction. And sometimes that's all we need. So, you know, when it comes to a setback like that, I tend to think that one, build your, build your support system, build your circle of people that you can rely on and know will ride for you. Now, two, aside from that, or maybe in conjunction with that, let's say, you do have to get back on that horse at some point, right? But you don't have to just jump back in feet first and just, you know, go right back into it full speed. For me, it was, it was kind of a slow process. And I had to really take stock of myself, my own health, my own status of what I was, what I was really trying to do in life professionally, personally, all those things. I had to really kind of reset. And, you know, the unfortunate thing about that sometimes is it doesn't always, it doesn't always seem clear what the next, what the right move is. So and that's important to, to recognize. For people who are struggling with something, they're not going to always know what to do. And they're going to need someone to help them. And so for me, it was a matter of understanding, understanding that about myself and what I wanted, you know, how things might have changed in terms of my goals or in terms of my outlook, but then start to take those steps. And they, they may have to be small steps. They may have to be incremental progress. And if you can do that, if you can at least get the ball rolling again, then you're probably in good shape. I think it's the people who can't seem to make that happen. Those are the ones that really have a hard time. Now, even if you get the ball rolling again, it doesn't mean things are going to just be back to normal or, or going to be all good again, right? So, you know, that was a, another lesson for me was... I had to learn to accept and to really treasure the little victories, 
the little things that I could do right or get done or make progress on. I had to learn to accept that and treasure it. Really, truly treasure those things. Because (laughs) if you get hung up on little things and, and nonsense and drama, it's only going to keep you there. You're going to stay stuck. So for me, a big part was learning to really focus on the positive. And, you know, by, by some degree, that kind of made me also realize, like, yeah, the negative is it's easy. And sometimes it's necessary. But it's not good. It's, it's not good for you. And, you know, I, I, I certainly know my share of people that I've been around and maybe worked with or, or just associated with that. That's generally their outlook. And that's fine. But it's not mine. Yeah, I get angry and I get, you know, frustrated and and all the things everybody else does with my work and everything else. But I try to always kind of keep an eye on the positive. Because to get hung up on anything else, that's not that's not helpful to me. I had to learn that pretty, pretty quickly. Now, you know, even if you learn to stay positive, and you learn to treasure the victories, the, the little wins, wherever they may be, it's still going to be hard. Yeah, it's still going to be a challenge. And so that's where you have to build in or, or develop or start to understand that you need a sense of focus. And by focus, I just mean you have to be able to uh, you have to be able to concentrate and stay on target in a sense. You know, you you can't just be distracted by um, let's say what somebody else is doing that that maybe you feel is not you know not not uh, as good as what you're doing, or maybe you don't feel like what you're doing is as good as what somebody else is doing. So you can't get distracted by that. And it's hard not to, especially in a creative sense, in a creative world where, you know, oh, that's my idea, but they did it better, or I can do it better. Well, okay, we'll just do it. You don't have to get hung up on it. You don't have to let it, you know, rule your life that things just aren't, still aren't working out for your way, let's say. The only thing that I think you could do that could really affect you in a positive way, stay focused, stay on it. Stay in that forward motion of always trying to keep it going. Because I think when you start to see just how much the world has in store for you, it can be overwhelming if you let it. Like that. Pencil just flew straight out of my hand. How about that? So here's what we do. We pick up the pencil. We keep it moving, right? Look at that. (laughs) So stay on target. 
stay focused. Treasure those little victories. And just keep it moving forward. It will happen. And you may find new things come out of it that you, just as similar as you weren't ready for the setback, you may find there's something that propels you forward in a surprising way, in a good way. And you may, uh, you may find yourself in a, in a very fortuitous position. How do you like that for a big word? But the idea being that uh, y- you can't give up. And sometimes that sounds easier than, uh, than it is, the, whatever the phrase is, you know what I'm talking about. It sounds easier said than done. But it, I mean, it's, it's really true. You, you just can't give up. Now, I'll tell you one thing that nobody knows about uh, Um, I'll tell you keep those things in mind and it's not a guarantee that you'll be able to overcome a setback but I think it is something that will get you down the right path get you moving again and that's important is to get moving again you know the, the, the horse throws you for a loop throws you on your ass Hey man, you don't got to get back on the horse. I, you know, don't do that. But you got to get up again. Maybe you never want to ride a horse in your life. I don't know how that really all works out, but you still got to get up again. You know, you still got to make the effort. Life is still worth living. It's not over just because you took a tumble. And I think we all, at some point, take tumbles. And just like in a previous episode, You're not the only one. It's not new to you. So just keep that in mind. Keep in mind that everybody goes through these things. And sometimes they're harder than others. Sometimes they're uh, they're going to be a genuine surprise that you're just not going to be ready for. And maybe... uh, you know, you might find that uh, you're just not uh, not totally prepared because who can be prepared? But what you can do is have the tools ready for you and rely on those. Know that your support system is there for you. And if you don't have that, work on that. Work on it now. Work on it all the time. And take it slow. You got to get moving again, but you don't got to get, you know, you don't got to just hit 100 miles right out of the gate. Take it slow. One step at a time. One victory at a time. One accomplishment at a time. And it'll happen. You'll get back to it. Or you'll get to a new, better place. So those are the tips for today. You hit a setback, give that a shot. All right, I think uh, we've kind of got a, a fun thing going on here. And I could take a lot more time and put some ink to this and make it a lot more fun. But uh, what I'm going to do is I'm gonna, we're going to keep this rolling a little bit longer. And uh, maybe we'll even finish it up and, and add a little more to it as uh, some bonus work. So 
If you're new to the podcast, if you're new to Sketch and Release, be sure to subscribe. Uh, you know, you'll get new episodes as soon as they're out. I'm trying to do these at least twice a month, uh, every couple of weeks. Yeah. And if you have some thoughts on this episode, maybe you want to share some of your own experiences, uh, leave a comment on the Patreon page where this episode is. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Extra special thanks to the Patreon gang for all your support, the encouragement. Um, please go check it out. You'll get to see this podcast in video form. You can see what I'm drawing here. If you're just listening, you might see that this is kind of amusing or kind of weird, whatever, but you'll get to see it only on Patreon. Until next time, keep creating.